You are listening to the podcast, To Be Single or Not To Be, by Shanna Montana. A podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships, so you can make a decision at the end of each episode and decide to be single or not to be. That is the final question. So this week, the topic is create your own love languages. And I wanted to really talk about this because we all know about the five, well, most of us know about the five love languages that are already out there. But as I think about relationships and how people grow, change, and evolve, I think it's super important that you all start to tap into and create your own love languages so that you and your partner can build a deeper and happier relationship where you are connected on a different level. And I'm not saying by any means that the love languages are the only way that you got to show up in love or the only way that your partner can express love. But I think it's just something else to add to your relationship toolkit in a very fun way that you and your partner can both tap into to help your relationship grow and thrive as you want it to. So that said, before we get started, we do have an amazing guest on with us today that's going to join the conversation. So if you could, Julie, tell the people who you are. Hi, I'm Julie Wadley. I am a relationship coach and a matchmaker based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I own a small boutique called Eli Simone Matchmaking and Coaching. And um, I have been in business for about eight and a half years now. Um, and I work specifically with Black women. Um, you know, I focus on Black women, but, um, you know, a, a lot of the, the things that we're going to talk about today are things that we, uh, and I constantly have questions uh, around is how do I, you know, um, convey my love language or how do I get the love from the partner that I want? So this is a great topic. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you get started in that line of business? I love that, especially that you work with black women. Yeah, I actually credit my sister. Um, a long time ago, we were, uh, you know, just having like a typical girl weekend. And, you know, as we all do, we're talking, you know, uh, heterosexual women always talk about men. So, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where I'm looking around the room and I'm like, look at these gorgeous, educated, funny, uh, sweet, nurturing black women. And, you know, a lot of us are single and I'm like, why? Like we have so much to offer and we want to, you know, give love and we want to eventually, you know, have children and create a legacy. And I'm like, what is the issue? Like, what's going on here? Like something's not clicking. Right. Um, you know, I decided that, and I've always wanted to go into business for myself. And so I decided that that was going to be, um, my area, uh, especially because my sister was like, you know, you're always giving really good advice. Like it's always rational. It's, it's, it's well thought out and it makes sense. So, you know, if you're going to do anything, I think you should, I think you should do something in this, in this arena. And so I was actually going to go be a therapist, <laughs> go study, um, to be a, uh, a counselor or a therapist in marriage you know, uh, family counseling. And she was like, no, that wasn't what I wanted you to get out of that conversation. Like, I want you to help me find my husband. (laughs) That's how I kind of got started in it. So yeah, I do credit her. I love that. That's an awesome story. And I'm so glad that you decided to go that direction because it sounds a lot like what inspired me to start the podcast was wanting to help Black women um, create better relationships and then have the tools to navigate when they're in relationships to know, you know, how can I do better in this area? How can I improve? But also have tools for if they realize that it's time to go. I know what to do. Yeah. 
<laughs> because it's both sides of the coin. I always say I'm an advocate for creating the love that you desire, but if that love is no longer um, able to sustain, then, you know, we work on what that exit plan looks like so you can get to the love that you desire the next time, you know, so right. it's a circle awesome. of life. So that said, I want to remind the listeners, you know, your love language, just by definition, describes how you receive love from others. And there are five of them. So as a reminder, again, the five are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So Julie, for kicks and giggles, I want to ask, what is your love language? Oh, so I have a main one. Uh, my main, and the thing is, it's evolved over time. Okay. Um, Right now, mine is uh, primarily physical touch okay. and then followed up by quality time. Awesome. And would you say that, have you ever struggled with like having a partner who would just not comply and show you love in the way that you desired according to your love language at that time? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have had situations um, young, and you know, early on, mm-hmm. um, you know, and delving into just being, you know, liking someone and being, you know, trying to be in a relationship or trying to date that, um, you know, they, something wasn't clicking, you know, either I wasn't communicating well enough or he wasn't listening or he was, you know, so fixated on what he thought women wanted and that women were all the same. And so he felt like, okay, well, what, what works for the goose goes for the gander. And that's not the case. So, um, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to get through um, someone's preconceived notions about, about what women want and the traditional ways in which men court women mm-hmm. that they're like, okay, dude, like, I'm not like every woman. You got to right. treat me like a snowflake. Like, everybody's different. And I'm telling you what I want. So either you're going to listen or maybe this isn't the right match. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm, what you say? I'm a snowflake. Or I'm not like mm-hmm. you're a snow. Yeah, because they're all different. All snowflakes are different, right? Yep. Yes, Every single I one. Love that. So what would you say? You know, because my I haven't taken the love language test in a while. I would say in like the past, I would say past six months I have taken it. So I would say mine right now are quality time and physical touch as well. Yep. I think that mm-hmm. those still resonate really well with me. And I've, I've ran into people, unfortunately, like you said, much younger, but people that, you know, I educated them on what the love languages were. Let's take the test. They took it. And then when it came time to uh, show the action of those things, they were just very like non-compliant. So, and I also mm-hmm. had a friend that told me, you know, her boyfriend was like, I don't believe in all that stuff. Like, you know, I'm going to show up, like you said, in the space, how I think that I should. So how do you think women should handle that if they meet someone that's just like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not taking I'm not taking a test. I'm going to love you how I want to. So I'm a big proponent in the dating in the dating space being very self-centered. And I know that that word sounds very negative, but we have to look out for ourselves first because nobody else will. So if you have or you're with someone who refuses to give you the things that you require in a relationship, it's time to move on. Either that person is not ready, is not for you, or they're not for you right now. So Mm -hmm. either they need to grow up, either they need to have a little bit more experience, or they're just not the right match for you. So your love language is primarily how you receive love, how you know that the person that you're dealing with loves you. So if you're not feeling that love and it's a struggle to get them to do it, what are you in it for? So I would, I would recommend 
you know, having that final conversation, like, okay, is this something that you ref you're refusing to do? Or is there a block in there? Like, help me understand why we are not connecting here. And yeah. if he still refuses, then find somebody who will. Absolutely. Because there's somebody out there who absolutely will. You are absolutely. right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I appreciate all the love languages that we just talked about, but I think it is important for us to recognize that our love does not have to be contained to just those areas. And that's yeah. what brought me to today's episode of like creating the love that we truly desire with our own languages. So what would you say you think the importance is of being able to create a unique love language designed just for you? Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, Gary Chapman, when he created the love languages, like he created a, a straight movement. Now, everybody, it's the five love languages is in everyone, everyone's lexicon in right. terms of, you know, dating and relationships. However, not everything is going to fit, like you said, perfectly into that. For mm. me, my other love language is music. Mm. I love, I, when I say I love music, I love music. And so when I can vibe with someone, um, with, with music and they can sit like, they're like, Julie, I just got put on to this song. I need to, I need you to, you'll send it to me or let's go to a concert or like you understood the assignment. Yes. Like you, me, you know what I mean? You're paying attention to the things that I love and you are, you, you want to share in that and you want to give that to me. So, I mean, if we were trying to be, if we were really trying to force things, we could say, yes, that's part of the five love languages in terms of like gifts or, or something like that. But it's really, you're narrowing it down to what you really, um, how people need to understand you so that they can show you that they want to please you or they want to, you know, make you feel good or whatever. So, yes. um, that's, being able to know what you love and what people can do to to get that sense of love, loving feeling um, is what your love language is. Absolutely. And I love you said that because when I was thinking about this and I was trying to create like my own love language, music definitely popped in my mind only because I like you. I love music. Me and my friends and family, we stay sending each other new songs or like, I think you might like this vibe. I'm a concert person. Yeah. So I definitely need to add that one to my list. And I think it'd be good for us to kind of we can go back and forth a little bit about what our other love languages would look like, because one of mine that I think is one of the top things that I require in relationships. And before I say this, I want to preface this, that I think it's important, like you said, to take a deeper look at the love languages, because it'll make you start thinking about what your wants, needs, and desires are in a relationship beyond the picture. So to start thinking about, you know, I like music, I like cooking, um, I like organization, you know, all kinds of stuff falls within that realm. So I encourage the listeners to start thinking about those things that you like to do, places you like to go, things you um, enjoy having done that you can do with your partner. And it's not about even having a very long and extensive list, but it is just thinking about the things that most make you happy. And if somebody is doing these for you consistently in a partnership, they will bring you a lot of joy. So yes. that's said, one of my first ones is um, security and safeness. And it, the ones that I was thinking about, I was like, let me see if they fall under the category of any of the five we talked about earlier. And I was like, no, this one really doesn't. Because what when I say security and safeness, I feel that 
a person making me feel safe and not making me feel anxious all the time because I used to have an anxious attachment issue um, is very mm. important to me. So I would say like, don't do things that make me question if you want to be here or things that may lead me to believe that you're doing something wrong, even if I cannot see it with my own eyes, because a feeling for me is enough. That's my intuition <laughs> that I finally tapped into. And I don't ever want to not feel safe with you. And I feel like also when men they'll tell women, you know, you're acting insecure, you're acting crazy. 99% of the time, or a lot of the time, you have done something for me to be acting in this way. So so important for me, my number one personal love language is like that security and safeness. And that's going to look like making sure that you affirm me in different ways and not just the words of affirmation, but just, you know, comforting me, being there, taking care of things without me having to ask, knowing what I need, want and desire and showing up in that space every single time, every single day to the best of your ability. So security and safeness is my number one. After music, what would you say another one of yours is? Travel. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a big, you know, I, and I'm, and again, your, your languages evolve over time because we evolve, right? So the things that we need five, 10 years ago is not what we need today. Right. So for me now um, that I'm, you know, venturing, I'm stepping tiptoeing into my forties, yeah. I realize that I need to be outdoors. I need a certain level of um, exposure to the world, right? Um, learning different things, eating different foods, experiencing different um, sights and sounds and people. And so I find that someone who is able to share that with me and also has a love and a desire to be exposed to the outside world is something that I really enjoy. Um, that person has to fit. They have they have to fit in with what I what I what I consider joy. And right now, traveling is what I consider joy. Um, so yeah, that's definitely another language of mine. I love that. And it was crazy because I was having a conversation with someone. Um, it was a gentleman and he was talking about how, you know, I don't really care about travel because I'm not worried about going to, you know, take pictures, put it on Instagram. It was like the social media aspect. And I was like, travel for me has nothing to do with that. Absolutely. It's about my mental health and my wellness, the joy that it brings me. We don't have yeah. to take a picture while I'm on right. vacation, you know, right. separate exactly. apart from that. And I think it's important to understand that with certain things that are, I always say we have like our non-negotiables, we have our deal breakers, and then we have like our kind of things, our desirables, things I would kind of like, but if I don't get it, you know, it's, I'm not going to leave. But I think right. something like that, you know, traveling, you have to make sure that you have a person that wants to get on board with that. If you have someone that he not saying they won't say they've never flown anywhere, don't have a passport, not interested, not their thing, not approved Mm -hmm. by them. You probably gonna have a struggle, a power battle from the beginning. And that's going to cause an issue. So you got to pay attention at these things that we're saying, if you're meeting somebody and again, not saying the person is not adjustable or may not want to get, may want to get on board, but Mm -hmm. if it's, if it's you know going to be a fight from the beginning, you got to figure out if it's going to be worth the fight. Yeah, and this this is the thing what we have to re- what we have to realize within ourselves is what brings us joy. Mm. Like what brings us joy, and it doesn't have to be huge big trips. It doesn't have to be big gifts. It doesn't have to be like these you know wow moments. It's just like it can be you know on a Tuesday. What's bringing you joy? Is it ice cream? Is it you know a call from your mom? Is it you know going to the library and reading your favorite book? What brings you joy? Yeah. And then when you know what that is, does your partner share 
within you with that? Or do they have a willingness to share in that with you? Because if your partner is unwilling to share in your joy, you will find it with someone else. (laughs) That relationship is not going to work out because if you have to go outside of your relationship to find joy, that relationship is not going to work. You can't force it. You can. And that brings me to a point on the premiere episode. If y'all haven't listened, go back and listen to episode 91. But I had a gentleman on the show who said that say if you are in a marriage and and you are, um, you like to get hugs, like you like, you're an emotional, like you like affection. That's the word I'm looking for. You're an affectionate person. And you happen to be with a partner that's not as affectionate. Say they weren't raised that way, whatever the reason may be. So Mm -hmm. I had a guest who said that, you know, her partner struggled with that. So she created like this jar of a hundred things that he could dip into to get ideas of ways to show her affection because he wanted to do it. It was just a struggle. So that's one, a difference. Somebody who wants to do it, teach me. Sometimes you do have to teach people and show them things. Well, this gentleman on the show said, well, if there's something that your partner doesn't want to do, then you should just step outside the relationship to get it. So I gave the example and said, that's craziness to me. And he was serious in saying this because I said, that's a dangerous game that you are playing because if you don't want to give affection and I go to work and I have my, you know, people, I don't play these games, but some people do. And my work husband, Mm -hmm. uh, I come to work, he gives me a great big hug. He always smells good. And then I start Mm -hmm. telling him all my problems, how my husband doesn't want to show affection, this and that. After a certain amount of time, that may turn into more than just work hugs. It may turn into some things after work where me and work husband are getting closer and real husband is not happy about it. So I would say to what you were saying earlier about find a person that wants to engage in and bring you the joy that you desire. Because if I step outside to get everything I need, just because you aren't willing, a willing participant, is this really where I need to be? And I think the biggest differentiator is like your partner is not going to be the end all be all of everything that makes you happy. So we, I definitely don't want to um, make it seem like I'm saying that Mm -hmm. the, the differentiator is the critical pieces that make you happy, right? The, the Mm -hmm. non-negotiables, the things that you require in your life. If your partner is not willing to share with, share in with, share with you in that, then that's a problem. Now, if you want to talk about gossip or if you want to talk about reality shows and you like, yep, your, your partner's not with that. All right, cool. You st- you go to your girlfriends for that. You go to your, you know, your sister, your bro, wh- whatever. You can go, you know, get different things from other people. So don't get me wrong. You do not have to have your partner be everything, but they have to fulfill the critical pieces that make you as a partner um, happy and sustained in that relationship. Absolutely. It's all about, you know, evaluating the different areas and the different sectors of the relationship. Exactly. Like you said, you know, the critical pieces, but if I'm over here talking about love and marriage Huntsville, I stay plugging that show. Right. Right. Affiliated with it somehow. No boyfriend. Don't want to talk about that. Go talk. (laughs) Go talk to your coworkers about that. Right. 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 So I would say another love language that I've created would be mine is financial affirmation. I'm going to explain that because I'm not on the Kevin Samuels boat saying I got to have a high value six figure man. And this does not fall, even though nothing wrong with that, but this does not fall under acts of service either. So what I mean by that is one, affirm that you do not have a spirit of brokenness upon you, (laughs) but seriously, be a hard worker. You know, I want to see you work, you know, me seeing you work hard affirms to me 
to know that I'm in a safe space. And it aids me in that feeling of safety and security that I talked about before. And what I mean by that is, you know, you could have somebody that has money. You know, another friend of mine said they might have ran into a settlement and they have one hundred thousand dollars but they don't know how to budget. They are not, uh, they don't know how to be resourceful and that Mm -hmm. money is soon gone. And you find that they had that money. So they were sitting on it. They were using that and they're not a hard worker. They don't like to work. They don't like to have a job. They don't like to support the household. So there's a difference in a person having money. And there are people that can have money and know what to do with it and are still hard workers. Or Mm -hmm. you could have people that just happen to have money and they are not one that are going to, they're not going to take care of the money in the right way. They aren't going to take care of you. So that financial affirmation is not there. So I want to see that you're able to go out, you're able to work hard, you're able to bring home the bacon that's necessary. And I work hard as well. So we're going to work hard together. But for me, that financial, being financially free and having that financial freedom to know that me and my partner are going to be okay. We're not worried about if the bills are going to be paid. We're not worried about if we do want to, you know, take our annual vacation or whatever we want to do that we can do those things and we can live a very comfortable life. Like I don't want to feel that ties again, like I said earlier, into that safety insecurity. I don't want to be anxious about our money. That's the biggest yeah. thing. It's our money. I'm not saying all his. So that's huge for me, that that financial affirmation. Are you a hard enough worker and resourceful enough for me to know that no matter what, you know, whether I lost my job or you lost yours, we are still going to be okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Huge thing. What would you say another one of yours is another love language that you would create? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I... The the ones that I have, um, you know, outside of uh, music and um, travel, like humor, that to me is a love. I mean, when I say that brings me joy, like laughing is laughter is medicine. I know it's a cliche thing to say, but it really is medicine. And so for me, I have to be with someone who makes me laugh. I'm talking belly laughs. I'm not talking about a key, key, key here and there. I'm talking about, you've got to get me from the gut. Okay. So, um, you've got to make me laugh and we've got to make each other laugh because if you can't laugh with your partner, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? So, um, laughter, um, humor, um, just being lighthearted is, is a love language of mine. I love to laugh and I love to be around funny people. Yes. And that, that'll go a long way too sometimes because we do have hard moments, serious, serious moments, yeah. relationships. And sometimes you need for somebody to crack that joke at yes. the perfect time to just yes. lighten the mood. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Like you can just rip off something and that thing would be like the funniest thing all day. And it's like off the top of your dome. Like I don't yes. need you to be a stand-up, stand-up comedian. Right. I just need you to know how to make me laugh. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's a great one. Love it. Love it. So the last one I'll give, cause I could go all day. I want to say, and this is a wild one. Structure is a love language of mine. Yeah. Organize shit for me. So I'm like, <laughs> right. organized. like that turns me on. Like I'm a type a Virgo personality. I'm a planner, you know, and I get that everybody is not a planner, mm-hmm. but if you can plan for me or with me, like get on board with that, like that will bring me so much joy. If you could just have structure, like I structure everything and it's because how just my life is, I got to have it in order to not have chaos. And that keeps my anxiousness down when I'm able to plan accordingly. But I'll ask you this question. 
what do you think? Because this is, I read a post on Instagram. It probably was over a year ago and it stood, it stuck with me because I wasn't a fan of it. So this, uh, this guy, and I don't know the couple, I don't even think they were like a famous couple who made a bit, might've been on my explore page, but this guy made this long post for his wife and said along the lines of, thank you for always planning everything for us. He said, we would not have a picture. We wouldn't have a selfie. We wouldn't have a vacation. We wouldn't have a trip. We would, he named like everything in their life and was like, we would not have any of these things if it was not for you, because basically I'm not going to do any of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I get that sometimes one person may be better. You know, I feel like gender roles don't exist. We just do what works for us. Like who can do what, yeah. better. but what do you think about that? If you are in a situation where like your partner does not want to help or assist or plan anything, do you just embrace it? Or do you try to teach them? Like, well, you know, I think it, every relationship has its own dance, right? Mm-hmm. What works for one relationship with the two different partners? If it works for y'all, great. It doesn't have to work for everybody. Like yeah. I am a, I am a planner. Um, I am the planner. Okay. Um, but, you know, and I'm, I'm like, all right. I, and, and, and this is, this goes for any group that I'm in. I'm always the planner. They call me the mama because if we have a plan, say we want to go on vacation or say we want to go on a trip. I'm all, I'm, I'm already looking up the different prices. I'm, I'm giving you like an agenda. I got it. I got a presentation. I got slides. I got pictures. So that's just me because my, you know, that's how I think. Uh-huh. So, you know, people allow me to do what I do. I don't necessarily have, you don't have to be a planner too. Okay. You just have to do what you do best. Right. So if I'm not the planner, all right, you be the, you be the finance, you be the treasurer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yo, this trip, the way I want it, the way I plan it is going to cost like $7,000. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, 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 the treasure right now. Okay. Yeah. So you be in charge of finance because I'm not great at finances. I'm okay. not great at saying, you know, do, is this in the budget? What do we have to scrimp and save and how much do we have to do here and there in order to pay for this trip? Right. So everybody has their talents. And as long as the team is, um, you know, being served best, the roles don't matter. Yes. Okay. I love it. Again, mm-hmm. roles don't matter. So that makes sense. And that's why you you are a lot like myself because I am the person as soon as we're planning a trip, I'm looking up the stuff because I know what I like. So I'm like, I want to be sure that we are along the lines of what I like when it comes to lodging or the mm-hmm. airline, whatever the case may be. So yeah. I feel you 1000% on that yeah. one. So I don't yeah, because if, if, if I give it to him, we're going to be in some two-star hotel all the way up in the boonies. I'm like, <laughs> let me just go ahead and do this. <laughs> Right. Right. Bonus for me. If I have somebody that is organized, it's great. But for me, it's not a deal breaker at all. Not at all. And that brings Mm -hmm. me to ask, you know, how do we make sure that we, you know, we focus on love languages or we have an awareness of them, but we don't allow them to overshadow the relationship as the most important thing. Like, how do we keep the perspective? I think it's important to just really get back to the basics Mm -hmm. of what you require um, in a relationship and in a partner. Mm-hmm. And so if you can list out some uh, non-negotiables, meaning they have to have it no matter what, there's no room for negotiation, um, honesty, integrity, discipline, um, you know, some of those core human values that just make up a good person, um, those have to be, you just have to set those aside and say they have to have this. Everything else is a negotiation. Everything else is communication. Everything else is, I'm telling you, these are the things that I need. Mm -hmm. 
And then you tell me the things that we need, uh, that uh, you need. And then we'll together create a relationship that is a win-win for both of us. Right. So you don't have to say, well, here's my love language and I'm, I'm giving you the, the, the blueprint that's not, that's not really needed. What you need to do is just communicate. Yeah. Okay. Cause not everybody is going to know off rip who you are. Again, right. we're all snowflakes. So yeah. what goes for the goose doesn't go for the gander. You can't assume just because y'all have chemistry that he or she is going to know everything that you need. Yeah. You have to open your mouth and communicate. Yeah. Tell them what it is that you need and require in a relationship. Otherwise you're just going to be, you know, constantly frustrated. And nobody wants that. On that note, we'll be right back with the Living Single segment. You are listening to the podcast To Be Single or Not To Be by Shanna Montana. A podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships so you can make a decision at the end of each episode and decide to be single or not to be. That is the final question. All right. So this brings us to the living single segment of the show. And here I'm going to read a letter that has been written in by the listeners, or sometimes we'll ask a question that we've seen on social media that we just want to give our perspective on. So today's question has come from social media. So it reads, my car note was past due. So I broke into my friend's house to find something to pawn for money. (laughs) wait yeah okay <laughs> that went from a zero to 100 real quick <laughs> all right i'm gonna start over i'm tickled my car note was past due so i broke into my friend's house to find something to pawn for money while there her husband came home with another woman so i hid in a safe space they had sex talked shit about her and discussed their future should i tell my friend <laughs> what do you think julie <laughs> think I think this woman just has bad people in her life um I'm sorry she has she has terrible judgment in (laughs) husbands and friends um so should you tell your friend that you broke into her place to steal from her and and by the way you found her husband cheating and talking crap about you make it no (laughs) because clearly you are not a friend not at all at all so uh, one, it's not your business. One, you were never there uh, or you should have never been there. And um, yeah, no, I think you have bigger fish to fry. Yes. As to why you thought it was OK to break into your friend's house or <laughs> anyone's house to yeah. steal something to pawn. How about you? How about, how about you go get money to get your car note paid and then you can talk about somebody else's relationship? Exactly. Go get a payday loan. I don't care what you got to do. Go find something in your house to pawn. Go ask a, a friend if you really have some. Do they have something you can buy? Right. Maybe if you you say it's your friend, she say best friend. No, her friend. She didn't say best friend. You might have been able to ask your friend if she has yeah. help you out. Like communication goes a long way in relationships, yeah. romantic and non-romantic. So yeah, no, I'm with you, Julie. Yeah. Should you tell your friend what? Yeah, what you gonna tell her? Make that make sense. How do exactly. You- what are you gonna say? How were you? How were you even there? Why were you there? I mean, these are questions that need answered. This is a prerequisite to get into the conversation. So no, sis. You know, no, you should not tell your friend. You need to go. Mm-hmm. You need to go figure out a couple of things in your life and reevaluate your friendships. Yeah, all the way around. All the mm-hmm. way around. It's terrible. <laughs> so, 
So you guys know if you have a question that needs to be answered, you can write in on Instagram or you can send one to our website at www.tobesingleornottobe.com. And we'll be right back with the resolution. So now this brings us to the resolution segment of the show. So Julie, what would you say the resolution is for people to focus on creating their own love language and just making sure they choose a partner who cares to perform those items? So the first thing I would say is um, if it's not within the five languages that, you know, Gary Chapman has created, what find out, first of all, what brings you joy? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't necessarily know off the top of your head, think about some of the, the most um, idyllic relationships that you've seen. Um, you know, what would you consider relationship goals or marriage goals? And what are you seeing that gives you that sense of, oh, I want that? And maybe that you can start there and say, okay, if you want someone to do that for you, then maybe that's your language. Um, and then, you know, li- write it down. Um, Write down all the things that you enjoy, write down all the things that you wish a partner would do for you or do with you, and then kind of create a, um, you know, a, a few things to say, this is my language. This is, this is what makes me happy. This is what brings me joy. So this is my language. I love that. And I think that communicating and understanding, you know, the joy piece, that's what stands out for me. Like what brings me joy? Because when I think back, and I think I say this every episode, I watch way too much divorce court. <laughs> so many people, because you know, now divorce court is not just married couples. It's just regular couples that are on there, like fighting for their relationship. And mm-hmm. you just see so many times where people they'll ask in the beginning, how was the relationship? And they talk about all the happy times. And most times, you know, it may, they may not have even made it to a year before it went south, but mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you had all that joy in the beginning and then it just disappeared. And now I'm fighting to get it back, but I'm really fighting against myself because Mm -hmm. I'm now realizing that I'm just in a relationship with a person that's just not going to comply or it's just a bad fit, whatever the situation may be. So I think it's super important that you, you listeners tap into that. Is it bringing you joy? Do these things bring you joy? Do these people want to bring you joy? And if you find that they are not in alignment with that, then they may not be your people. And the thing is, is like, you know, the... The good and bad thing about the beginning of any relationship is that people are doing whatever it takes to get you, right? And once they feel that they got you, they feel like they can, you know, uh, they can step off the the gas. You have to be the one to communicate and be the standard bearer of the things that you require. Because if they got you and they're cool and they're cooling and they're, you know, they're just kind of like coasting along, you have to be the one that says, "Oh, wait a minute, honey, we still need, we still need to go out because." what we doing. Right. Right. Like, I don't want this relationship to be stale. I want us to always be in this, this, this sense of joy and newness and wonder and spontaneity and whatever it is that you find joy or whatever it is that brought you into the relationship again. I want to continue that. Absolutely. You know? And so that it's all, like you said, it's all about communicating and not assuming or um, not assuming that they should know. Yeah. You know, just because you guys are in a relationship or just because you guys have been together for a long time does not mean that he or she reads minds. Right. Not at all. So yeah. make sure that you are opening your mouth and, you know, 
sticking up for yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to be an advocate for you an advocate for the relationship. And you have mm-hmm. to just be sure you're willing to do the work to show up every single day in that space. Because, you know, you don't want to get to a point where you feel like it's just a job you're clocking in for. If you get to that yeah. space, then there yeah. is joy attached to it. You have to know yeah. that yes, it is work. And yes, it is a job, you know, to some degree that you have to clock in for. Um, but you don't want to start feeling like, well, it's, it's no PTO attached to it. It's no vacation. Right. <laughs> Right. I'm just here with no benefits. The ball and change. The yeah. ball and change. I'm just working with no benefits to it. So make sure you're getting your benefits. Right. Make sure you got your PTO. You got your vacation time. And make mm-hmm. sure you got your joy to wrap it all up at the end of the day. So that said, let's give ourselves a round of applause for an amazing episode. Julie, you have been so awesome. Your opinion is so valued. It's so appreciated. I'm so grateful you took the time to come on and have this conversation with us today. So tell the people, where can they find you? Yeah, so I am online. You can uh, reach out to me uh, via my website, www.elisimone.com. I am on Instagram, Julie Double O, Facebook, Eli Simone um, LLC. And um, yeah, any, any, you can just look up my name and you can reach me. So um, check me out. Absolutely. And all her information, of course, will be on our Instagram and on the podcast page once this episode is released. So again, thank you so much. So glad you were able to come on and have this conversation. And we'll be right back with the Montana Minute. And now this brings us to the Montana Minute. The first thing, having your wants and desires met in a relationship is essential. So if love languages are something you desire to be a part of the deal, don't allow it not to be. The next thing, love languages are serious business. Really dive into what language you and your partner speak so you both can show up for one another fully. And the last thing, know that love is larger than love languages, even though they are important. Being intentional and showing up for the job of the relationship will absolutely get you where you need to be. So be sure that you leave us a rating on Spotify and follow us on Facebook. And now I leave you to decide to be single or not to be. That is the final question. Signing off, yours truly, Shanna Montana.